Today is Wednesday, June 3rd. What to know today about protesters who rallied past curfews and how the military has taken a new role in the nation's capital. Also, we have an update on the pandemic and election results from the Biden campaign to a longtime congressman who got the boot. Plus, how the best-selling books right now are showing progress. Facebook's new mass delete feature and a tiger queen about to get Joe Exotic's old zoo. Welcome, welcome to the Newsworthy. All the day's news in less than 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. It's now been nine days since a violent arrest led to George Floyd's death. But nationwide protests show no signs of slowing down. Even curfews around the country could not stop protesters last night. Thousands of people defied them in cities like Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, and New York City. Many law enforcement officers just decided not to enforce the curfews, letting people rally and march well into the morning in some areas. But in others, it did get tense. For instance, L.A. police arrested hundreds of people last night. And in cities like Milwaukee and Seattle, officers dispersed crowds with tear gas and flashbang devices. During the day, though, thousands of people protested peacefully with very few issues reported. Like in Floyd's hometown of Houston, where about 60,000 people marched in his memory. Crowds also gathered in Washington, D.C., where there's been a huge law enforcement presence. The Army moved 1,600 troops into the D.C. area yesterday. Officers in SWAT gear guarded the White House, and troops stood in rows on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Also, Border Patrol agents and other Department of Homeland Security personnel were deployed in D.C., The Washington Post reports this is the first time in years border agents have been used somewhere other than the border. Also, it turns out it was Attorney General William Barr who was the one to order authorities to use tear gas and flash grenades to clear peaceful protests near the White House on Monday. Officials said the decision was made earlier in the day in response to violence the night before. But that decision drew backlash from some lawmakers in both parties. Still, President Trump says he's backed by what he calls a silent majority. He thanked himself on Twitter for curbing D.C. protests and added, quote, great job done by all, overwhelming force, domination. In at least a dozen cities, activists encouraged fellow protesters to rally peacefully. But not everyone got the message, and yesterday a few police officers were attacked. First, a retired police captain was shot and killed in a St. Louis suburb. It happened as he reportedly tried to stop people from looting at a friend's business. As of early this morning, investigators do not have any suspects. In Las Vegas, an on-duty police officer was shot. The sheriff said he thinks the shooter was a protester and he has been arrested. At last check, the officer was on life support at the hospital. As for others getting hurt, early Monday, police shot and killed a business owner in Louisville, Kentucky. Police officers say the man opened fire first, so they were acting in self-defense. Then there's Atlanta, where six police officers are now facing criminal charges related to a violent confrontation with two college students. We mentioned it earlier this week. Well, the two officers who were already fired are now charged with aggravated assault. Four others who were placed on desk duty will be charged for property damage and for pointing their guns at people who weren't committing a crime. It's also worth noting the Minneapolis Police Department is facing a new civil rights investigation following the death of George Floyd. The governor and state human rights commissioner said it will look into police policies, procedures and practices from the past 10 years. There are a couple of updates about the coronavirus pandemic. First, the largest review yet of studies from around the world confirms what the CDC has been telling us for months. Physical distance and face coverings are incredibly effective in slowing the spread of this virus. Researchers say eye protection, like face shields and goggles, can also add substantial protection, along with hand washing and good hygiene. The review was funded by the World Health Organization. 
Meanwhile, there's a new update on the economic toll from the pandemic. The Congressional Budget Office released a new report saying the pandemic will keep affecting the U.S. economy for the next decade through things like consumer spending and investments. It says after adjusting for inflation, COVID-19 will ultimately cost the country nearly $8 trillion by 2030. The biggest day of voting since March came and went with a few challenges. Many of the in-person polling places closed due to protests, though all eight states that held primaries yesterday had encouraged or expanded mail-in voting due to the pandemic. Reuters reports there was a record number of mail-in ballots, so some votes are still being counted early this morning. Still, there are some results already in. Like in Iowa, Congressman Steve King lost his Republican primary. He's been in the U.S. House for the last nine terms. But he's faced controversy in recent years because of some racist statements. Meanwhile, former Vice President Joe Biden got the news he was waiting for and expecting. He won the primaries in Indiana, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Montana, New Mexico, South Dakota, and Rhode Island. When all the ballots are counted, he should have enough delegates from yesterday's elections to officially be the Democratic nominee for president. And one more thing about the presidential race. President Trump made an announcement about the Republican National Convention. Remember, that's the big event where the party nominates their choice for president in a mostly ceremonial tradition. Well, Trump said the RNC this summer will no longer be held in Charlotte, North Carolina, the planned location. Why? He blames the state's Democratic governor, Roy Cooper, who said the event will likely be scaled down due to social distancing. The president wants to fill the arena. As of this morning, the RNC has not announced a backup plan or location, so to be continued. We have more news still ahead, but first, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor today. If you're feeling like you could use a reset for your hair or maybe just some self-care, then check out Function of Beauty. It's the Internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with more than 30,000 five-star customer reviews and counting. What do I mean by customized? Well, you tell Function of Beauty about your hair, like whether it's curly or straight or natural or processed, about your styling preferences, and about your hair goals. So do you want to restore it, get rid of frizz, or add volume? And with that, Function of Beauty formulates a shampoo and conditioner just for you. I'm now using my peach scented shampoo and conditioner every day and my new hair mask every month. Plus, I love that Function of Beauty never uses sulfates, parabens, phthalates, mineral oils, or other harmful ingredients. To get started, go to functionofbeauty.com newsworthy to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com newsworthy to let them know we sent you or the woman in your life. Functionofbeauty.com newsworthy. Now, back to the news. Despite all that America is dealing with right now, it seems people are still finding time to fill out the 2020 census. The Wall Street Journal reports at least 60% of U.S. households have filled theirs out so far, and that means we're right on target. Anyone who has not completed theirs yet is asked to fill it out by phone, mail, or just online. And if you haven't, by August, you might get a knock on the door. Census workers will visit millions of households that have not responded yet to ask for their info. Of course, the more people who fill it out online and on their own, the fewer places workers will have to visit during a pandemic. As a reminder, the census only happens once every 10 years. It's essentially a population count of the U.S., and it matters. The results can impact how much representation each state gets in Congress and where federal tax dollars end up. Go to 2020census.gov to learn more. It seems more people are looking to educate themselves about racism right now. Anti-racist books are selling like crazy on Amazon. When you look at the site's top five bestsellers right now, all but one are related to race. The book White Fragility sits in the number one spot. Other top sellers are So You Want to Talk About Race and How to Be an Anti-Racist. And there's even a children's book in the leading five called We're Different, We're the Same. It's not just Amazon selling out either. Time reports small bookstores say they're struggling to keep up with orders, which is both overwhelming and encouraging. 
By the way, you probably noticed all the black boxes showing up on your social media feeds yesterday. They were posted as part of a digital protest and to highlight more black voices. It started in the music industry and became a widespread online trend using the hashtag Blackout Tuesday. That said, there were some complaints that people were using the hashtag Black Lives Matter because the black boxes drowned out the actions of protesters under that searchable feed. Well, Facebook is making it easier for you to delete your old posts. It launched a new tool called Manage Activity, and it lets you search your timeline and get rid of anything that's embarrassing or hasn't aged well. You can now search by a specific time frame or by name and then delete or archive things one by one or in bulk. This could come in handy for people who say just graduated from college and need a job or got out of an old relationship. The new feature is available now for some people and will roll out to more users in the coming weeks. Cameras are off, but the drama is not over. There's a new twist in the Tiger King saga. CNN reports a judge is now giving Carol Baskin control of the Oklahoma Zoo once owned by Joe Exotic. Remember, Joe Exotic is the former exotic animal owner who was featured in the popular Netflix docuseries Tiger King. He's now in prison, convicted in a murder-for-hire plot against Carol Baskin. Well, Baskin just got another legal victory in their long-standing feud. She will take control of the 16 acres of land that Joe Exotic used to own, which is also home to an animal park with big cats. The current owner, Jeff Lowe, said he didn't fight this takeover and plans to open a different park. And that's it for the main 10 minutes of news today. But now it's time for Work Wednesday, where we break down one interesting career or work-related news story every Wednesday. And today we're talking about America's best places to work for 2020. Glassdoor released the winners of its Employees' Choice Awards. First place went to HubSpot. It's the fastest-growing software company in the U.S. based in Massachusetts. It offers things like unlimited paid time off and remote working. Employees also say it has a good culture and excellent leadership. Second place went to the global management consulting firm Bain & Company. And in the third spot, the e-signature company DocuSign. Other companies in the top 10 include In-N-Out Burger and Southwest Airlines. Glassdoor says this year's Employees' Choice Awards was the most competitive yet. All right, thank you so much for listening today. As always, you can read more about any of the news stories mentioned. Just look in today's episode notes in your podcast app or at thenewsworthy.com slash show notes. The Newsworthy is here for you to listen every weekday by four in the morning. We'll catch you up on more news to know tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. 